I'm Jackie Robertson. And I'm Joy Barnes. And, and we, we are Between, between the, the Jays. And we're almost to December. We are almost to December. Well, I say that, but the months just fly by. The holiday season, everything seems to be October, November, December all seem to blend. Used to, I loved Halloween, I loved Thanksgiving, and I loved Christmas in three different months. Now it's just all together. Now it's what? Happy, Merry, Happy, Merry, Thanksmas? Yes. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. And I don't love it, but oh well, it's here. It's here. Mm-hmm. And we've got the weather to match it these of days. Of course. And I don't love that either. <laughs> um, so the last quarter, I think we have a lot of people ask us about the market. The last quarter's always slower. The interest rates have come down. Some, some, you know, they're going to come down. So just keep pushing forward to your real estate plans. Well, and if there is, if you are in a situation where you need to buy now, whether it's a job relocation or um, it's just a situation that you need to buy, there are options. Right. You can look at buying down your rate. You Mm -hmm. can look at working with the seller on buying down your rate. Yep. Because you want to just make sure that you get into the house that you want. Exactly. And if you want to get into a brand new house yes. that no one has ever lived in and some people just love that it's just like walking in and you got everything's fresh and new we have great inventory with dustin shaw homes right now out in 12 parks in yes. sharpsburg yes and platinum ridge and platinum ridge and we and also durham that's right and durham <laughs> estates so we have inventory mm-hmm. at all different price right. points right now we do and we have basement houses um different price points anywhere from probably Mid five hundreds mm-hmm. to close to a million, whatever you may be looking for. Because in new construction, it's harder to find homes that are priced lower because of the materials and how much it costs to build now. But we do have options for you. And if you want to get moved in before the holidays, we do have about four homes right now in twelve parks that we could have ready in thirty days. Yes, thirty days, and then. Some incentives, so you can contact us about the extra incentives if you close before the end of the year. Yes, and we can also tell you about our preferred lenders. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, with that being said, we're going to fast forward to our guest today. And with the cold weather, Mm -hmm. like we've talked about, um, it's great for those of us who have a warm bed to sleep in at night and places to go and stay warm. But there are those in the community that that is not an option for them. So today we have Brooke Baker on, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the nest. And you'll have to tell us what that stands for because I always forget. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Brooke Baker. Um, NEST stands for Noonan Emergency Shelter Team. Mm -hmm. And so it started several years ago with Noonan City Church with some volunteers that just wanted to get some people off the streets and into a warm place at night. And so we open our church when the temperature is below 35, and we have a warm meal and breakfast and a warm place to sleep at night. I know. It's pretty special because you have it, – it started as just a vision for Noonan City Church. But, you know, we all have to start with that vision to say, okay, how are we going to grow this and what are we going to do? And so that started – with just our minister, Jimmy, being involved in a lot of those type missions in Atlanta, is my understanding. I think he still has some of those, and that's where the vision came from. Absolutely, yeah. He, um, to my knowledge, still has a nonprofit that he runs called Rattle, so um, Restore Atlanta. And he has a team up there working with people and um, getting them shelter. And so down here, he brought that to Noonan, and now we have, you know, it's not 
all the time shelter, but during the cold times in the winter, uh, we, they have a place for them to be safe and warm. Which so is going to be very busy this year. <laughs> <laughs> so on average, how many people do you have that come and stay at the nest? Yeah, it varies from year to year. Um, this year so far, we've been open, I want to say, let's see, six nights so far in the past month. And um, we will be open, today's a Wednesday, we'll be mm-hmm. open um, the next five days. So uh, we're starting the year off strong and with a cold cold uh, spell right off the bat. But really, we usually have, it could be anywhere from five to ten. Um, our max is probably about 15 um, safely and, you know, um, with enough room and everything. But, yeah, usually around five to ten people. And how, I mean, this might sound like an odd question, but how do the homeless people find find the nest? Like, how do they know it's there? Yeah, so really what we found is the community is very resourceful, and they all know each other. And so um, we tell one person, and a lot of times we have some people that are involved in our church as well. Some of them will attend church on Sundays. And so once one person finds out, they'll start communicating that to each other, as well as we always post on our Facebook page. And then we always contact the hospital if we know we'll be open, Mm -hmm. as well as the um, non-emergency dispatchers. So they always know we're open if they see anyone on the streets or even after hours. We close our doors at 10 at night or Mm -hmm. lock them rather um, for safety reasons. But if um, a police officer sees someone or responds to a call, they can bring them to us as well. Yeah, I have um I've heard those stories where you know they just pick up someone that's homeless for whatever reason and then they just drop them off. So the church has gotten the name for helping the people. We call them what? Marginalized. The marginalized yes. Yeah. And so um you know, my husband, he spends a lot of time there. He's he's the overnight person. I guess he's like <laughs> he is the go to overnight yeah, person. He's he the security it. guard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just you know, Bob and we've gotten to know, you know, some of the, the people that sleep there and that have been around and when you are in a town like Noonan, it, you like for me anyway, when I see someone I automatically think, Okay, there's a story there. And mm-hmm. and sometimes if they're on a park bench, if I'm real curious, I just sit next to them and say, hey, what's your story? Because I think it's important to know the background of some of these people. And some of them, you know, they made mistakes early in life that they could not go back on. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the result of it. And, you know, it's a sad and hopefully not a tragic end for them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like you said, Joy, just getting to know them, I think, is Super important. Um, they're so, so grateful. This morning, mm-hmm. for example, we close the nest up at about, you know, we wake up, have breakfast, 637, and we were getting ready for our church having a Thanksgiving feast tonight. And several of those guys stuck around and said, where's the broom? I want to go ahead and sweep. Where is the mop? And they just were so eager to help and knew we were having an event. I mean, they stayed for three hours helping us set up tables and get ready Mm -hmm. for tonight. And we told them, you guys don't have to do this. And they Mm -hmm. said, we're so grateful that you care about us and you're giving us a place to stay. So we want to help you all in any way we can. So it's, you know, a lot of times we may think, oh, you know, they could go get a job or they Mm -hmm. could do this. And, you know, you don't know their story. You don't know if they're capable of keeping a job. You don't know if they have mental health disorders that are preventing them from um, being in a stable relationship with friends, family, um, or in the workplace. And so it's really cool um, when you see, wow, they're just like me and you, and they Mm -hmm. just want Mm -hmm. to fit in as well. Yeah, and, you know, we have one of the guys that's kind of like an extended part of our family. (laughs) Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. (laughs) So Wayne, Wayne was sitting next to me 
downtown one day, and our son came out, and he was kind of in a hurry and walking by, and I said, hey, this is Wayne. Wayne, this is Rick. And it was funny. I was like, later on, I was like, yeah, he's like your dad's other son. <laughs> because <laughs> he true. he genuinely has, he loves to go to breakfast with us after church. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just sits and listens to all of us. And you know how our crowd, we can get quite loud and comical Absolutely. at times. <laughs> and he seems to just fit right in or just listen. And he'll call my husband and say, I need for you to take me to the bank. And he'll take him to the bank. And, you know, he's just, and he's, He's become like extended family to our little group, and we do things for him, and he appreciates it genuinely. And, you know, he he struggles with – he'll get a job, and he struggles with the dynamics of, you know, just – he'll just say, I don't like the feel of that, or I didn't – you know, and and it goes back to, like you said, just mental health. And then a lot of it's not being on your meds, not staying on your medication, and that causes even more side effects, but – you just you know have to love people through wherever they are, and it might not be the way we are. Yeah, and you know we get a lot of questions when you said staying in your meds. This made me think of Bridge in the Gap, um, who's right next door to Union mm-hmm. City Church, and the resources they provide. Um, we have a lot of people that, like Wayne, that may need help with um, what's the word I'm thinking of. Uh, keeping on track mm-hmm. with his medication and so mm-hmm. bridge in the gap has taken that on and helps him make sure they're giving him reminders and helping him get to the clinic to get that every mm-hmm. month and um we couldn't do it alone so you know this community is really great with yeah wrapping our arms around people and loving on them when they you know can't help themselves mm-hmm. you know and we have a lot of the local downtown businesses that just need somebody to wash dishes and, you know, they get yeah. to know them, and they're like, hey, do you want to come work with us? And they might do it for a week and say, I can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. and go back to just whatever. And then, <laughs> again, they might go back a month or two later. I mean, and with the labor shortage, if you can pull somebody in just to do the little things, even if it's temporary, mm-hmm. it helps everyone. And, you know, one story, too, I'll tell you about Wayne. Uh, my husband and I had volunteered at Nest about two years ago mm-hmm. and played Chinese checkers with Wayne. Mm-hmm. And... It was this year, so two years later, I walked in, and I've been out of town for a while for work, and Wayne looked at me and said, didn't we sit in that corner and play a game one time? And he remembered that two years later. And so, you know, it's the little, we played a game, you know, it took, it took an hour of our time to sit there and have a good time with Wayne. And he remembered that. And so I think that that is important to just well, little and, things. You know, he's, he's at church. He's kind of part of the family, and he has family in Florida, and at one point he was going to go back there, and we all were taking farewell photos and oh. like boohooing and like you can't leave, and but he didn't, so he's still here. So if people in the community want to help and be involved with the nest, how can they do that? Great question. So several ways. One is prayer. I always tell people if you can't do anything else, we always need prayers. Just um, that God will provide us the volunteers, that He'll provide the resources we need, um, and that we have the right people in the right place at the right time. I think that's important. Um, second, obviously, donations is really helpful. If you ever want to donate, you can go to Noonan City Church and any of those three ways of donating. Just make sure you put Nest in the memo mm-hmm. so they know to put it in that account. 
And then volunteering specifically, I think um, people are asking that all the time, especially with it being on Facebook. And so um, we actually, this year, we're really, really grateful. Every day of the week, except Thursday, we have a church partner. So um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then Noonan City does Saturday and Sunday and Thursday temporarily. And so we have different churches in the community that have signed up to take a night. But we also always need volunteers to fill in when we can't find spots. And then they can also volunteer for a night with Noonan City Church on Saturday nights, Sunday nights, and Thursday nights. So if people are interested, email nest at noonancity.org, and we can get them added to our uh, volunteer sign-up list Mm -hmm. for them to know when we need some people to help. And um, a lot of people are asking about donations of clothing Mm -hmm. and blankets and that sort of thing. We don't currently have the space to hold those things um, and store them, and we have everything we need right now as far as blankets, mattresses, all of those things that we use overnight, Mm -hmm. but clothes and things like that that are helpful. Bridging the Gap will take those, and they are right next door. So anytime any of our guests ask, do you have a coat? Do you have any shoes? Mm -hmm. We say, well, we don't. However, Bridging the Gap opens right when we open or when we close in the morning. So we'll get you next door and get you those resources next door. So as far as the meals, can people make a just a monetary donation with that or if somebody wanted to pick up a meal somewhere and drop it off can they do that so they can um, definitely do monetary donations for that we also when the church signups go out for the individual Mm -hmm. church nights bringing the dinner for 10 is a sign-up slot so that is covered within the church volunteers but sometimes we may have a vacancy where no one was able to do it. So we, you know, have a backup list of people we can reach out to and say, hey, are you able to do a meal tonight? So we usually, um, when we do meals, base it on 10 because that's about our average. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're always looking for, you know, grab and go breakfast items and things of that nature. Okay. So, so yeah, there's the setup period too. Like they take all the chairs out of the sanctuary and then they have the blow up mattresses and then they put the sheets on. And I think. One night, we didn't have enough sheets, so I was running around <laughs> going to the dollar store and like, where's the twin sheets? Where is? So I was just buying them, and yeah. so I'm thinking that's probably, we're all stocked as far as that goes. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I have a thing of extra tub of just unopened sheets that we can use if, if we get into that bind again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then when you go back to homeless, you also, you know, there's still people that sleep in their cars. That's a big yep, thing. Because you have, and, and what I found... And I need to be over there more, but what I find is that if they go outside after a certain time, that they can't come back in. That's true. Because it locks down at 10 o'clock because if they go out, if they have an addiction or anything mm-hmm. like that, and they come back in and cause problems, mm-hmm. then it's just safety, you know, mm-hmm. just safety for everyone. And then there's some that'll come and they'll eat and leave and they won't come back. And, you know, it's... 30 degrees and they're in shorts and barefoot and and you're thinking how but it just all goes back to just mainly I think this mental illness is the big part of it absolutely mm-hmm. yeah we had a gentleman last night I was speaking with and he said are you going to be open all week it's going to be in the 30s I can do 40s but once it gets below the thir- 40 I need a place and I said okay and I said well I'm gonna tell you what I'm cold at 60 degrees so yeah I can <laughs> but relate um, to that. he mm-hmm. said he's got a good sleeping bag so <laughs> But, you know, and I tell people, too, I mean, if you can't do anything else, but when you see someone, you know, in the areas in Noonan, whether downtown or over near Walmart or Home Depot, you can always smile at them. And I think Mm -hmm. that that 
really can make someone's day and mm-hmm. let them know. You know, I think sometimes we, I've been, you know, guilty of this, especially in Atlanta when you're at a red light and yeah. you, don't, you mm-hmm. don't really know, mm-hmm. you know, the mental mm-hmm. stability of someone. And so I kind of avoid eye contact or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And immediately I'm like, Brooke, if you would have just smiled at them, like, what if that could have changed their whole day? So I think we've all been guilty of that mentality, Mm -hmm. but um, really just opening our hearts and and really seeing the other side of it, I think. Yeah, and, you know, you see people, my thing is when I get off the interstate in Noonan sometimes, there's always someone standing there with a sign, Mm -hmm. and and so many people are like, are they really legitimate or, you know— if you give them money and it comes from the heart, even if they're doing the wrong thing, I think you're doing the right thing. You're absolutely right. I actually, um, you know, when I was thinking about, oh, well, are they going to ask me hard questions today? <laughs> what, you know, what are they going to do? So, um, you know, I really just started praying and asking God, like, why do we even do this? I mean, obviously it's to help people and, um, you know, to, to do His work. But I was really just pondering and looking things up. And I was reading First John 3. And in 1718, it says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And I think sometimes we say, oh, yeah, I want to help everybody. Mm-hmm. But like you said, what are we mm-hmm. actually doing? Are we mm-hmm. saying, oh, I mean, I could give them something, but are they going to do bad with it? Mm-hmm. That's not on us. You mm-hmm. know, it's on us to do good and to love people. And Yeah. And I think, you know, my mission is just to educate people, even if they say, well, I'm just, I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. Then my question is, well, what do you think you would like to do? You know, <laughs> yeah. like if mm-hmm. you think your calling is not working at a, with homeless people, well, what do you think you want to help? Because mm-hmm. there's so many needs in this community and there's so many new people moving in I that want to know. I mean, they want to know mm-hmm. genuinely, what can I do? Whether they think like us, or, you know, I met a new friend from California and she's like, well, I don't know if people from here really like us. And I'm like, well, what do you know? People here are loving and forgiving. And, you know, I don't look at people at their political beliefs, even though it may be different than mine. It's like, where's your heart? What do you, you know, what do you want to do to help people? Because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So will the nest be open through the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas? Yeah, so we open if the temperature is 35 or below. Um, I look about 50 hours ahead of time so that it's consistent. Uh, We always use the same weather app and look at the same time. So we look two days ahead, and if we see on the hourly that it'll be 35 or below any time from 5 p.m. until 6 a.m. the next day, we will be open. Okay, so... But yeah, this is a lot of great information, and we appreciate you coming on and educating Coweta County on the needs, because I feel like word gets out, and then you start having more people from the north side that say, hey, they're genuinely helping people down there, Mm -hmm. and then you may see like a, a growth in the homeless population, so it's, um, and, you know, it, it can be a sensitive, sensitive subject matter also, as we know, in communities. So I guess just keeping everything else, just balancing things out and making sure we get those people on track to be good citizens. 100%. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's the main thing. If they're on the streets, it's sad. But what, what can we do to educate them to make them better people and to even maybe get them gainfully employed doing something? Yes. I mean, how great that would be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank y'all for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm Jackie Robertson. And I'm Joy Barnes. And And we we are are Between between the the Jays. Jays.